0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. And as you can tell, your boy JJ is coming with the intro. So we got a voicemail podcast today, guys. Brad and I are loving these. We're getting a lot of these coming in. And first and foremost, if you guys want to have a chance to ask your question here on the podcast, we'll have a link down in the show notes. It's also in the Facebook group. You guys can click the link, leave your voicemail, whatever type of question you may have money related, lifestyle related. We'll leave it on here. We'll play it on the podcast and then Brad and I will give our thoughts. We may agree. We may disagree. You guys have to wait and see what happens. Today's we have a really good one. I'm excited for it. Brad and I actually haven't talked with each other about our answers and I think we're going to kind of leave that moving forward. We're going to kind of have our own input. We're not going to tell each other because it kind of makes it more for real life conversation and not scripted. So, Guys, if you are new here, my name is JJ, and I am joined with the good-looking, the man, the myth, the legend, Brad Finn. Brad, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Oh, man, JJ, I'm good, man. And I think you do need to take the intros over, because it's 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 on point. And to your point, I think we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little, too. We were, I don't think we realized how many people were actually listening to the show, and we like, oh, yeah, leave a voicemail, and they just started f- flooding in, and f- and. At first, we got a little overwhelmed. We're like, oh, man, but they have been so awesome. And I just want to say, guys, we've gotten a bunch. So if you've left one, it might take us a couple of weeks. We're going to get to them. I promise. We might even, JJ, have to have an episode where we do a couple just so we can catch up. But please be patient with getting back to us. We're trying to do a little first come first serve or where things kind of work in our schedule. But please, yeah, keep leaving them and we will get to them. We plan on having this podcast for a long, long time. And I agree with you that we, d- we didn't want to talk about it. We've heard, we've both listened to it, so we kind of know what the question is coming in, but we have not discussed our opinions, and this one is definitely a little dicey. This one's definitely a little, I, th- I think we're going to have two different sides of the fence on this one. So without further ado, JJ,
0: let's roll that voicemail. All right, so today's voicemail comes from VJ. Hey, guys,
1: just started listening to your show and loving the content so far. Uh, thanks for letting me share my uh, my situation here. So, um, I've got my 401k maxed out, got my IRA maxed out, debts paid off, just a mortgage. And I've got about 12 months of cash. Uh, so six months of emergency fund, then six months of additional cash. I'm Trying to figure out what to do with that considering how shitty savings yields are, um, in typical savings accounts. Is it possible to just take that money and put it towards Amazon or something and, and, you know, kind of treat that as a high-yield savings account. Thanks.
0: First off, VJ, my brother, you're killing it, dude. I was going to say save exactly. Holy, I mean, no debt besides a mortgage, a 12-month saving in cash, six months emergency fund. So real quick, Brad, and I'll, I'll let you give your answer, but yeah, what this sounds like to me is the way I understood it, is VJ is asking what to do with the extra six months of cash. So it sounds like he's going to be keeping his six months of emergency fund in his high-yield savings account. He's asking us what is a good idea or what's something that we would do with an extra six months of cash. So, Brad, what are your thoughts?
1: And I think he's also thinking any other additional cash that comes in. There's a couple different scenarios here, and I wish kind of I knew Vijay's age because that might factor in, Um, but we'll assume he's around our age, somewhere in that 30 to 40 range, something like that. And To say that's going to change my particular answer, I speak from experience here, and I don't know if it's going to be the popular opinion, but I have no problem investing cash and using it as, quote partial liquid cash. Like I've definitely said on my channel that I use my Roth IRA as, quote, part of my emergency fund, because you can take your contributions out at any time. That's kind of a misconception with the Roth IRA, where people think that once you put it in, it's only in the growth that you can't take. So I personally put money and I invest money as part of my liquid, quote, cash that I that I feel that I will be able to get. Now, with that said... Is it going to be Amazon? Probably not. Is it going to be any individual stock? Probably not. If I'm going to do this, I'm not against it. It's not something that I really would advise. But like, if you if you need if you had to really scratch that itch, because for me, I don't mind holding cash for things like dips. Like VJ, if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting around, and we have that March dip of thirty percent, like we did, then boom, you have that cash and you can kind of make up time then but i would probably i would probably stick to an index fund also i don't mind having cash too because i'm thinking of other things like private loans to people i'm thinking possible real estate so although i agree with you 100% that real estate uh, that interest rates are crappy they're they're about as bad as they can be especially where they were a year ago i don't have a problem with investing extra cash and cash moving forward and holding that as kind of like a liquid savings account, like you mentioned, I'm not going to do it in an individual stock. I'm going to keep it in something like the S&P 500 or the total stock market or something like that. That's a little bit less volatile. That has a good chance over time going up. And if it does go down, the most we're going to see is like a 20% drop or so. But with that said too, like I I tend to hold a bunch of cash. If if you happen to see my video that I just posted this past week, we see that I have roughly 25% of my net worth just sitting in cash. And that's for dips, private loans, real estate investments, and just simple things like that. But don't don't let anybody tell you that you're a donkey if you wanted to do that. But just be very careful and just know the associated risks, right? The stock market is risks and rewards if you're prepared for the fact that if you do that, you might have to bite the bullet and wait for it to rebound. And that cash might not be as liquid like we saw in March. But if you did that, it dipped in March and then you're like, all right, I can wait six months and recovered. Where are you at with this one, JJ?
0: Uh, good answer, by the way. I like that. I, w- I do want to f- ask you something, I think, to kind of clarify a little bit more of your answer. So, He said he had his Roth IRA max and a 401k max. So are you thinking he should be investing in these index funds or ETFs and like a taxable brokerage account?
1: Yeah, okay. I I think that's fine. And also too, there's, I mean, you might be able to go into other possible investment opportunities. I quickly want to say this
0: too. (laughs) This is not financial advice. We are not (laughs) financial advisors. We're just giving our opinions on this. You know, it's it's for entertainment purposes nice. only. But we do need to say that as a disclaimer. We're not telling VJ to go do this. We're just giving our opinions if if we were in VJ's spot. So go ahead, Brett. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No. Like this is one of those situations where if we bumped into VJ in six months, he's like, ah, I went for it, and we're hoping that okay, sweet. But <laughs> I don't want to see VJ in six months, and it's like, I did it. Come here. Yeah, we need to have a talk. Like I don't want <laughs> it to be like
0: VJ, <laughs> some six five two twenty plus guy with roid yo, rage. <laughs> yo, New, New York Brad will still come out. I can take six five.
1: I I, I could I take six five. No.
0: <laughs> oh, it's funny.
1: Yeah, no, I I think just a taxable brokerage account. I mean, and also too because that's going to be the most liquid way to get money back, right? I mean, most most brokerages right now what we're talking three to five business days to close out and get it transferred into your bank. And for me, and some people will be like, three to five days though. And I'm like, well, I kind of have credit cards. So if a major emergency came up, I'm going to swipe the card. And then five days later, when it transfers back out of my brokerage account, then I'll just pay my credit card off and I'll get the reward points too. So sweet action, double win. But yeah, I think having that Roth maxed and having the 401k max and things like that, that's awesome. And I assume that he doesn't have access to like HSAs or anything like that, which would be another great place to put money in. Do you, do you, did you have another investment uh, vehicle in mind?
0: No, I was saying, I would say the taxable brokerage. Um, and if you don't,
1: what do you doing with your cash?
0: Yeah. So it, again, my answer kind of really determines on like the person VJ is. And obviously we don't know him personally. So I'm going to kind of give my route of what I would do if I was in his situation. So I am first and foremost going to be looking for a cash-flowing rental property. Hands down, 100%. Uh, I think real estate is the single greatest investment somebody can make. I think it's the fastest way to become financially independent. And with the amount of cash it sounds like he may have, it sounds like he could probably afford a decent decent cash-flowing property in the Midwest. You know, obviously wouldn't be, if he lives out in California or up in your area, Brad, New York. Uh, so that may be a little bit more difficult, but again, not knowing exactly where he's at in the country, there are different ways you can invest in, in real estate. Uh, for example, I invest in real estate that's four hours away from me, so I'm not quite doing it exactly where I live. So there, there are ways around it, but I think hands down, I would look, start looking for a cash flowing rental property. And Brad, I think now that I'm talking about this, man, we probably need to have another real estate episode. We haven't done one in a while. Um, There's some, there's some things I really would like to talk about recently that's happened in the market, the real estate, you know, housing, where it's going. But, uh, anyways, kind of got off track there. No, that's that's where I'm, that's where I'm putting the cash to answer it. I mean, like I'm going to buy a cash flowing property and then I'm going to let it sit in that property. I'm going to let that property grow and appreciate over time. I'm going to collect my cash flow every single month and it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be, yeah, that's that's what I would do with it.
1: With that said, let's just say hypothetically, he's had a bad experience with real estate. Like, do you think it's a, do you think it's a bad idea outside the real estate space? Do you think it's a bad idea for him to invest any portion of cash savings?
0: It's a great Follow up. So yeah, if if I if I was VJ and I I had no um, no passion for real estate or no interest in investing in it whatsoever, I would go your route. I'd open up a taxable brokerage and I'd throw it in a you know an S and P five hundred index or uh, VTSAX or something like that. I may buy a little. I'll take that back. I'd probably buy a little bit of stocks just because I really like mm -hmm. I really like the analysis process of like looking for a company that may potentially outgrow the market but if just as like on a passive level i would just throw it in and i want to i
1: want to clarify my statement too like i don't care if it's a zero percent interest rate i want you to have six months cash Uh, a hundred
0: percent agree like this
1: is this is above and beyond because like i said we're talking about that 30 percent dip in march again you need six months if something were to happen i wouldn't roll the dice with anything less than i just wouldn't
0: this is what's so funny is like as we're talking, more stuff keeps popping in our heads. I got but, I got four more things. Yeah, right I, I know. <laughs> but here's here's my thing too. Like given given the state of the economy that we're in, what's going on? I mean, I don't see a problem with keeping the cash. Right. Because like for instance, my wife and I have about twelve months of expenses in our our money market account, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking to really do anything with it unless I find a killer deal in in, in real estate. I'll I'll buy it. I'll use some of that cash, but. But, yeah, I mean, we have 12 months and we're not, I don't plan on doing anything with it. So, that's a totally different route. You could think is just say, hey, let's keep the cash. And then, everything now you have coming in on top of that, all your income, after you pay your mortgage and expenses, all of that extra cash can go towards a taxable yeah. brokerage account where you're buying index funds. So, maybe that's a route I, I think about going.
1: And I'll give another example of why I'm heavy in cash right now as well. I, and people are going to find this out more and we'll probably talk about it at the beginning of the year. I take $0 paychecks until until my 403B and my 457 are maxed. So because I'm like a time in is better than timing. So once the first of the year starts, I take $0 paychecks. Obviously I have money come out for my medical insurance, my union dues, my pension. But after that, all of my money from my paychecks is going in to max those things out. So during that four to maybe six month period, I'm also going to be living off of cash reserves as well. So that's just another example of why I'm also heavy in cash because I like to be able to use my W-2 pay and get that tax deferment and get that money into my 403B and my 457 as fast as possible. Now there's one last thing that I, I guess one last option that I want to bring up that he did mention that we can touch upon really quick what about using extra money on top of this? Now, this is one of those things where if you do this, you're never going to get that money back. But what part of you would say maybe put a couple months towards the mortgage?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't see any problem with that.
1: The only thing is, like I said, you're never going to get that back.
0: Yeah. I guess it depends really on like – it depends on like how stable – vj's job is and and like his income and like for instance like someone like me who rely like self-employed youtube could go away tomorrow like i am probably paying off my mortgage faster than like the typical person would and like a lot of people may say i should be going and investing that money in the market but Mm -hmm. just for the safety of not having that largest expense that my family has every month right that right there is worth it to me. So yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on wh- what he feels. If he feels like he wants to get rid of the debt, then throw it towards the mortgage and get rid of some of it. Or, you know, do like half and half, take three months, put it towards a mortgage, towards principal only. Don't mm-hmm. pay like your payments up front. And then take the other three months and, and throw it in the market or, you know, try and save up for a, a rental property or Cause, something Because yeah,
1: because like paying the mortgage off isn't, it's not hurting your net worth, you know, but no, it's not definitely all. not... It's not going to be liquid anymore. And that's one place that you and I both do differ. I have a very, very secure income, not only for me, but for my wife. So I have no interest in paying down my mortgage faster. I do have a 15-year fixed and a really ridiculously low interest rate. But yeah, I have no interest in paying that. So that would be like a last resort. I just wanted to mention the fact that like an investment, paying off your mortgage is also an investment. A lot of people would argue it's not the best. It's not the greatest return but every dollar that you pay off your mortgage just like any debt that's the only way to guarantee yourself raising your net worth it's the only it's the only guaranteed way like you could put $30,000 in the market that that could not your net worth could not go up from that in a week but if you pay $30,000 off your mortgage your net worth goes up $30,000 guaranteed so there's that yeah. there's that option
0: yeah i mean and it's also about like what your risk factor looks like too you know if yeah. if you want to have zero debt then pay off the mortgage you know, you're already maxing out your 401k and, and Roth IRA. I mean, I think you could probably put all the money that you make towards your mortgage and still come out. Okay.
1: Dude, sounds like he's killing it.
0: He's killing it.
1: He's in a win, 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 win situation. Absolutely. He's just trying to figure out which way is the win the most. He's yep. like, he has like two slices of ice cream cake and he's trying to figure out, maybe I could get five out of this. You there know, you at the end of the day, he's still got two slices.
0: I love it. Well, uh, Brad, I'm gonna wrap this up yeah. here, man. It, I, VJ, thank you so much for the question. If you could, if you're a member of the Facebook group, I would love to hear like once you play our voicemails of the uh, listeners, like what their thoughts were on our answers, and then maybe follow up a month or two down the road and, and let us know what they ended up doing. That, I think that'd be a really cool thing to f- to find out, and uh, maybe we'll leave some updates on another Friday uh, episode or something like that. But again, once again, guys, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Brad and I really do appreciate every single one of you that take the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. Uh, Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's completely ridiculous. Mostly Brad, but, uh, (laughs) but, but no, seriously guys, thank you guys so much for watching until the next one. You all take care.